Hello, my friends, and welcome to the Bible in Order, where we are chronologically going through the entire Bible in one year. Today's reading for April 21st is 2 Samuel chapters 1 through 4. Pick up right where 1 Samuel end, ended after the death of Saul. David and his troops travel and they stay in a place called Ziklag. And the son of a resident alien, somebody who had traveled and, and come into Israel from the Amalekites, brings word of Saul's death to David. But what's interesting is his story varies from the omniscient third person that we read in the last chapter of 1 Samuel, just yesterday. So it says in chapter 31 of 1 Samuel that Saul was mortally wounded and he didn't want to be tortured. He didn't want to fall into the hands of his enemy. So he asked his armor bearer to kill him and his armor bearer was afraid to do so. So Saul fell on his own sword and died. That's told by a narrator. So we accept it to be true. This story, just one chapter later, is told by a man, by his words, he's telling a story. And so, because the details of the story are different, we have to assume, we actually know, if we believe the Bible is true, that this man was lying. He says he killed Saul. He thought he was doing David a favor. But it turns out, David's pretty upset about this. How dare you lift your hand against God's anointed? What were you thinking, man? And David has him struck down right then. It's amazing what we get ourselves into when we lie. Didn't work out well for that young man. Sometime later in chapter two, David inquired of Yahweh, should I go to one of the towns of Judah? Because he'd been staying in a foreign town, one that he had taken control of, but it wasn't part of Israel. He was still in exile. And so he asks God, should I go? Should I go home? Should I go to one of these towns? Which town should I go to? God responds and says, yes, go, go to Hebron. It's very wise of David to ask God. We see immediately, he hasn't even taken the throne yet officially, but we see the difference between his leadership and Saul's. And he models for us. Certainly, we don't want to model all of David's behaviors. We don't want to collect multiple wives. We don't want to murder people. We don't want to defer and refuse to deal with dissonance within our home and discord between our children as David did, but he did a lot of things right. 
he asked God sincerely, should I go? Where would you send me? God sent him to Hebron in Judah. And then we see this schism between Ishbosheth, who was set up by Abner. Abner was one of Saul's commanders, very trusted, brilliant general in the army. Saul has one remaining son. He's probably worse than Saul in many ways, taking naps every day. <laughs> Doesn't take his job very seriously. He's literally in the midst of a civil war. He's taking naps. Abner eventually defects and wants to go to David's side. But Joab, who was David's general, assassinates him secretly. David is heartbroken. He shows the town, he shows everyone, he shows all of Israel and all of the armies that that was not his will. He fasts, he mourns publicly, and everybody sees that David is a man of a true heart. He's not out to deceive the people. He's not out to do it himself. And there's this dialogue between these, these men, these competing generals. <clears throat> Abner says, how long will these brothers be killing each other? And it's the reality of a, of a civil war. All war is horrible. Any loss of life is tragic. But imagine being in a situation where you're fighting to the death against your literal blood relatives. It's horrific. It's tragic. It's certainly not the way it should be. But because of the sinfulness of man, because of the arrogance of our hearts, because so many of us refuse to accept that someone could disagree with us and still be honorable, many of us fight. We block each other on social media. We curse one another as David cursed Joab and his family forever for his assassination of Abner. Hmm. It should not be this way. Jesus said that there would be division because of him. He is the truth. After all, some people just hate the truth. And friends, even though we disagree on a lot of things, Jesus also prayed that we would be one as he and the Father are one and that the world would know we are his followers because of our love for one another. So even though we disagree, even when we disagree vehemently, let's continue to love one another. Even when we disagree doctrinally, you think I'm a heretic because I don't use the King James Version of the Bible or 
whatever it is, let's not divide. It's not our place. It's not our place to command others, is it? I don't think so. God bless you, my friends. Thank you for being on this journey with me through the word of God. Got 10 books down, 55 and a half or so to go. God bless you. See you tomorrow.